This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Eat With Ali podcast. Today is all about how to improve your relationship with food. We're going to talk about the difference between quote-unquote good food and quote-unquote bad food. Also, what is the alternative to the good food slash bad food mentality? Understanding your relationship with food and also what happens when you assign this, you know, food morality with food. And how to identify a good relationship with food. And then, of course, how to improve your relationship with food. Okay? So I can say before all of this that I'm so proud of myself this week. Well, if you listened to last week's episode, you would know that I'm not the best at Muay Thai. However, that was not going to stop me from going back and keep trying. And so I can positively say that last week I put in my all. And I really, really tried and I found it. Oh my gosh, tiring, that's for sure. I mean, it was tiring before that and it's not like I wasn't trying before. However, I was realizing that maybe there's more effort that I could be putting in. And so you know what I did? I put in more effort and as a result, it made things way better. Also way more tiring, but also like it was easier for me to kick because I'd really struggled with the technique of kicking. However, I kept trying and... I'm just super proud of myself for not giving up and still going and then trying harder. And from that, seeing better results. Now, this is something I'm definitely going to have to keep continuing with and not just saying, you know, one week I I tried harder. So therefore, everything's just going to be better. No, 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 no. I'm so proud of myself for that. However, that must continue on. It's not a snap of the fingers and everything is better. I just have to keep and keep on trying and putting in that effort and consistency. So you best believe I'll be doing that today. Thank you. But yes, just keep this in mind in your own life, whether it's to do with maybe stopping purging as much or whatever it is, whether it has to do with your eating disorder or literally anything like Muay Thai or maybe some sort of other sport that you do or even with a study you do, whatever it is, just remember that you need to put in that consistent effort and you will see results as you go along, but it's important to keep and keep on working it, not seeing some sort of change and then stopping there. So yes, I saw a bit of change, but I know that there's a long way to still go and I'm going to keep it up and work as hard as I can to get there. 
And I'm doing this not just to see results, but to also keep the mindset going that I will see results when I put in the effort and I keep on going. So try to apply this in your own life however you can this week. And I can't wait to hear all about it next week. And besides that, a big warm welcome to the new listeners in Angola. Welcome! It's time to start eating without the disorder. And here, that's what we do. So now let's get into today's episode. How to improve your relationship with food. Now I'm going to start off by giving you a few different types of food, okay? We've got chocolate, lettuce, chickpeas and ice cream. Out of those foods I just mentioned, what do you think are considered good, quote-unquote good, and quote-unquote bad foods? And I'm, all, I'm sure we'll all have the same results because I selected those from my head, yes, but also from what is considered to be good and bad food, right? So obviously we'd put more chickpeas and lettuce in the category of good foods and then chocolate and ice cream in the bad food category. Ooh. But in saying this, food should not be thought of as a good food or a bad food. Oh, by the way, thank you to Healthline and Center for Recovery for this information. Anyway, so food should not be thought of as good and bad. And no matter what category the food is in, all the different types of food will provide nutrition and sustenance to the body. So yes, of course, there will be more foods that provide more nutrition. However, I want you to keep in mind that our body needs nutrition to function. Our body needs protein, fiber, sugars, and even fat to survive. And we should be eating a variety of food to get all of the nutrients and vitamins that we need. And we should be eating all of these different types of foods in moderation. So even what's considered quote unquote good foods can be harmful to our bodies if we eat it too much. And this includes water, by the way. And I want you to keep in mind that it's definitely beneficial to eat more nutritious food to give you more energy. But we're going through all of this today to help you with your recovery. So yes, of course, trying to have proportioned meals. So it's not like you're overeating or undereating as well. But also not putting extra stress on yourself about worrying too much about what you're putting into your body. You know, like the good or the bad foods. And I've talked about this before, but this is because when I tried to recover, for example, and I thought I can only eat very, very, very particularly healthy foods. Otherwise, I can't keep it in me. I have to vomit it out because this just means I'm going to get really fat. This was my mindset and it made it very difficult for me to, first of all, not vomit, but to also feel capable to recover because I'd put only not just the stress of stopping the vomiting and stopping the binge eating, but then being so specific about what foods I had to eat. And I'm all for eating healthier foods to make you feel good about yourself and feel more energized and refreshed. But at the time I was doing it because I feared keeping any sort of food in me that it had to be healthy if I wanted to keep it in at all. However, that was not sustainable because first of all, that is definitely not how I was eating before. And to jump from one complete opposite side of the spectrum to the other, it just, it was not sustainable. And I kept having setbacks because my standards were unrealistic, you know, going from binge eating and purging anything I wanted to eat to then stop binge eating, stop purging and also eat only particular types of food. Very particular. It was just too much pressure to absolutely just drop everything. And I have to be considerate for myself and also making this recovery progress as 
supportive as I could for myself and I wasn't doing that by setting this unrealistic expectation and then on top of that I had to eat only specific foods when I didn't even properly understand what nutrition was. So anyways that's what we're here today for so buckle up and enjoy. So pretty much we're trying to get rid of the anxiety of eating bad foods so that we can more focus on eating and filling our body with nutrition. Of course if you want to eat more healthier foods that is a-okay it's obviously good for you as well. However, if you're using quote unquote bad foods as a reason to, you know, purge or something like I did, then that is not helpful for you, your mindset, your emotional well-being and also your recovery. So how can we change this mentality that there is good food and that there is bad food? What is another way to look at it? Have a think. Have a go. Have a guess. I've said it many times because this was actually one of the biggest and hardest lessons I had to learn and just to quickly go actually you know let me tell you what the mindset is first okay that our body needs food to function and I've said this before but I'll just quickly summarize now as to why this was such a big lesson for me to learn because every time I would binge and then purge and take all the food out of me that I had to taste stomach acid to feel like it was okay and I could stop vomiting. Didn't matter if my eyes were so watery and my head was so dizzy and I just felt horrible. Didn't matter until I felt that stomach acid, okay? And so what I was doing was taking out all of this nutrition in me and we need food to function. I was so overly anxious all the time. I was thinking irrationally always. I was always putting myself down, of course. But the anxiety, like I was just so incredibly anxious. And yes, of course, I still get anxious now. It's not like I don't, but I've learned better ways to cope with it, which is, of course, meditation and, of course, also feeding myself. How do I expect to function and think clearly if I'm not giving myself the tools, which is the food, to do that, right? And so it wasn't until I had my first relapse and then realized this that I was struggling with thinking rationally and always thinking so anxiously because I wasn't feeding my body. I was damaging my body and my mind. So I want you to swap this mentality around. Are you always anxious? Think about it. Are you always anxious? Are you always thinking so irrationally? Maybe you start reacting irrationally as well. But think about it. Are you irrational and reactive and anxious, overly anxious all of the time? Is this something you want to feel? I'd say probably not. It's not a very great feeling, is it? And this was a hard lesson for me to learn because I thought food's only purpose was, well, for a long time, I thought it was just to make me fat. But then I realized when I first started to recover, like my first time before I relapsed, that I needed food to be able to move my body and feel energized. And yes, this is 100% true. However, I did not link my mental health to needing food and nutrition as well. So food is so essential for both our physical health and our mental health. So if you're worried about good or bad food, just keep pretending I'm saying quote unquote good and bad food, okay? I want you to start trying to redirect that mindset and changing it into thinking that food is fuel. And you can eat food in moderation and variation and use the food to nourish your body. And once again, just remember I'm all for if you want to eat healthy food because it makes you feel good. But as long as you're not using it in a way to beat yourself up if you have quote unquote bad food, then that's okay. Do what makes you happy. But I'm sure if you actually sit down with yourself and you don't try to beat around the bush, 
I'm sure you'll be able to actually think about whether or not you have the mindset of beating yourself up for having quote-unquote bad food or if you're just trying to eat healthy for a healthy lifestyle that you are trying to live. And if you really sit down with yourself and you don't lie to yourself, you will be able to figure out what mindset you actually have and why you're doing what you're trying to do. So as we now know, food is fuel and we need food to function our body. And all food provides our body with fuel, nourishment and energy. And as scary as the word calories can be sometimes, our body actually needs calories to function. So we have to stop fearing the word calories, okay? We don't have to fear calories as long as we are appropriately intaking them. So focus on when you're worried about having good or bad foods, just focus on the fact that any food is good because it provides us with nutrients and fuel. And different foods, of course, have different nutrients. And there are some food ingredients that aren't nutritious for the body, like trans fats and artificial additives. So yes, some foods may not be as psychologically beneficial for the body, like, for example, if you were to eat 10 Milky Ways and that equals the same amount of calories as a chicken vegetable rice meal, right? Even if you're eating the same amount of calories, the chicken and vegetable meal will give you more energy. However, in both of those scenarios, you are fueling your body. We have to let go of having this morality of eating certain types of food. Like, it doesn't make you a better person for eating only quote-unquote good foods or quote-unquote bad foods. And this morality of giving foods good and bad titles leads to then giving these certain foods having control and power over you. Because if you eat this certain type of food, you'll feel bad about it. And then habits like this leads to disordered eating, which is a problem. And these disordered eatings affects our emotional well-being, our mental health, and of course, our physical health too. So what's more important is to eat with moderation and without the guilt, the shame, and the judgment, eating without the emotions, no more emotional eating. And it's our emotions that then leads to these behaviors. And those emotions come from a mindset where we see food with morality, you know, like the good and the bad food. So as you can see, this all comes back to our mindset and how we choose to interpret and perceive things. So don't think that every meal has to be perfect, that you can only eat grilled chicken with no toppings or anything for the rest of your life. No. That's not enjoyable. Food is supposed to be enjoyable. We don't have restaurants for nothing. Food is delicious. I love eating yummy food and there's no problem with that. And of course, on top of that, I want to look after my body. So I eat portion meals. I eat all foods in moderation and I enjoy what I eat. Make vegetables fun. But I'm also not going to make myself feel bad for eating certain types of food either, like desserts. Desserts are awesome. And I won't always choose to eat desserts. And that's not because I know I'll make myself feel bad if I do, but it's because I know that I feel more energized when I eat different types of foods that could end up being healthier, but I would just rather fill my tummy space with something else. And yes, every once in a while, I will choose an unhealthier choice. However, I'm not beating myself up for it. I used to, don't get me wrong. But I realized that it was an unhealthy mindset and it was only bringing me down and not really bringing me any closer to wanting to recover or recovering because I just had such a negative mindset about it all that it was really unsustainable and an unhappy process for me. And of course, yes, recovering is a challenge, but you need to have your mind on your side. When I didn't have the self-love or my mindset on my side, it made recovering almost impossible because I didn't have my own self to support me, which 
Your support is the most important support that you can have for yourself. And of course, yes, it's going to be hard to support yourself, especially if you don't have the self-love. But that is something you have to start to grow. Okay? Start to grow it. Even if you don't believe at this moment that you deserve the self-love, I want you to start giving it a go. Because I started giving it a go when I didn't necessarily believe that I had or deserved to feel self-love. And I did it and now to my eating disorder, I say, look at me now, bitch. So you get it? You need support, most importantly from yourself, to make these changes and to therefore see the changes and feel the changes. So that's how I want you to start thinking about the quote-unquote bad foods. Yes, other foods may give you more energy. However, all foods should be eaten in moderation, okay? And all food is fuel, okay? So on the other side, if we're looking on quote-unquote good foods as well, there is also such a thing as having too much of these good foods. Which once again brings us back to eating in moderation. So it doesn't even matter if it's a low-carb, low-fat type of food. There is still the possibility of eating too much of that as well. Because if you eat too much of a particular type of food and exclude other types of food, therefore, this can then lead to you having unbalanced nutrition in the body. Like if you Google the food circle, I'll also put a link to a really helpful food circle image on my Facebook group. But if you're not doing that, then simply just Google a food circle. That food circle is cut up into a variety of different sections. It's not just one circle of one singular food, right? No, it's not. Therefore, we're not supposed to eat one sole food or category of food. And in doing this, it also helps us psychologically not become obsessed over a certain type of food or nutrient. We need to meet our nutritional needs. And we want to avoid having potential deficiencies as well. Okay, and this is going to come from having the whole food circle, not just one little snippet of it. If you give yourself the freedom to make choices on what you want to eat, instead of having the mindset that you have to put yourself down or avoid certain food groups because it's been labelled as good foods or bad foods, you will be more motivated to therefore choose healthier food groups because you are giving yourself the freedom of choice and not hiding away and fearing other foods and having a fear-based relationship with food. We need to get rid of that fear because that's what's holding you back from having a healthy lifestyle with food and also a healthy mindset. It is time to get rid of the fear. So let's help you understand your relationship with food. If you want to work on your relationship with food, you need to understand if you have a good or bad relationship with food. Maybe you already suspect that you have a bad relationship with food. Maybe a lot of what I said as my own personal experiences when I had a bad relationship with food sounds similar to you. Yep. Maybe that's another sign that there is a bad relationship with food. But there are so many other different signs and symptoms that might indicate that you may have a bad relationship with food. So yes, we're going to go over a few of them. And of course, if you have a good relationship with food, the foods you decide to eat have nothing to do with the types of food that you eat or the quality of the foods that you're eating, but rather why you are choosing to eat these certain foods. It's all to do with the mindset. Are you thinking about foods in terms of good or bad? Are you avoiding certain foods because you fear certain foods? Or are you choosing to make decisions on what foods you want to eat based on what you feel like eating and also how they make you feel? Like maybe they make you feel really healthy and refreshed and energized. Are you thinking without stress or anxiety or fear or worry when you're eating certain foods? Great! Have a think about it and also think about the following signs of a bad relationship with food. So we have feeling guilty about eating. Avoiding or restricting foods that are considered quote-unquote 
bad for you. Having developed a long list of rules surrounding the foods that you can and cannot eat. Another sign of a bad relationship with food is ignoring your body's natural hunger cues. Another sign is that you've had a history with following the latest diet trends. Another sign is that you feel very stressed or anxious when eating in social settings because you have the fear of what others may think of you about the food choices that you are making. So you're thinking with fear again. The fear of judgment and the fear of criticism from both yourself and other people. And another sign of a bad relationship with food is finding yourself restricting or binging food. So of course you don't have to be experiencing all of these symptoms to indicate that you have a bad relationship with food. However, I'd say that a very big main one that indicates that your relationship with food could be improved definitely has to do with feeling shame or stress or anxiety or guilt or fear when you are eating food and eating certain types of food. None of those feelings I just mentioned are good ones, are they? No, they're not. Cut it out. Go listen to the guilt and shame episode I have. But just keep in mind as well that it is okay to have on and off moments, like momentary moments where your relationship with food becomes more sour than it normally is. So maybe you've gotten to a stage where you can eat foods normally without feeling guilt and shame. But then you eat some sort of meal that just made you feel really sick or something and you feel bad for eating that afterwards. If majority of the time you are thinking with a healthy mindset in regards to eating all types of food, that is great. There will always be on and off moments. What's important is when these feelings of guilt and shame come up when you're eating is that you try to redirect them and not beat yourself up for them. So to have a good relationship with food, you should be thinking with patience and compassion and kindness towards yourself. That is what's going to get you to a healthy relationship. Yes, there's always going to be moments when you may have these feelings of guilt and shame arise, but it's what you choose to do with these feelings. You can grovel and suffer in that moment, or you can decide to say, okay, I've learned from this. I don't feel that great right now, but let's do something else to redirect these thoughts and make myself feel better physically and mentally. Mindset is the key. So those are a few signs of a bad relationship with food. Let's go over how to identify a good relationship with food, shall we? Yeah, I think so. Now, to have a good relationship with food, it's going to be very useful to appreciate food and how food fuels our body and therefore we can function better. And to change this mindset from being fearful of food and what it can do to you to then seeing it as something to appreciate is going to take time and practice and patience. But keep putting in that consistent effort and you will start to see a change around. Start to see food as something to appreciate and not to fear. And we'll be getting into some ways as to how you can do that very soon. But here are a few signs to show that you have a good relationship with food, if so. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You give yourself unconditional permission to eat the foods that you enjoy. You listen and respect your body's natural hunger cues. There are no foods that are off limits. Except, of course, if you have an allergy to that type of food and that's why you're avoiding it. You eat when you're hungry and you can stop when you're full. You do not obsess over the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. You don't let the opinions of others dictate which foods you eat. You don't feel the need to justify your food choices. You understand that you're not defined by the foods you eat. You enjoy all food in moderation. You choose foods that make you feel your best. And calories are not the focus of your food choices. What a lovely list. Can you relate to any of them? If not, that's okay. That is okay. But we're going to get you over here. Because all of these sound like very good things. Imagine having a good relationship with something that is delicious, which is food, obviously. And maybe you heard that list just now and you're thinking, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Or, ah, I'm never going to be able to feel like that. That is not true. That is not true. Just as I've been saying from the beginning, mindset is everything. If you tell yourself that you can't do it, you're not going to be able to do it. But if you tell yourself that you can do it and you put in this time and patience and practice, you can do it. Change how you speak to yourself to change your life. One day you'll be able to hear all of those symptoms and be like, yep, I can do those all now. And isn't that amazing? And in saying that, if you put in that effort, you will start to feel some of those positive points just listed. And it's not to say that all of those positive signs will be felt at once. So trust the process. It's not about expecting all of these positive signs that you have a good relationship with food to all happen at the same time. For example, you might become less concerned about the number on the scale before you feel the need to justify your food choices or vice versa, or maybe start to enjoy your food in moderation before any of those. And that's okay. It's not about expecting all of these signs to happen all at once. The same way you don't need to have all of the signs of having a bad relationship with food to be able to improve it, okay? So it's more about just working on yourself rather than expecting all of these points to be ticked off the list. Obviously, it would be great to get there and I know you can do it, but trust the process rather than expecting once one of these signs of having a good relationship is ticked off, then all of the others would be at the same time. You will see these changes, but it doesn't have to be all at the same time. And honestly, that's even better because then you'll be able to see your progress and see how your mindset changed all throughout it. And you're the one that put in that effort and you didn't give up. 
So now that we have an idea of what it looks like to have a good relationship with food versus a bad relationship with food, and we know that it becomes concerning when you add morality to the food that you eat. It's when you have those off-limit, not allowed, incorrect, wrong, bad, shameful foods that you've assigned to. So let's say that because of this off-limit attitude that you have towards certain foods, you've restricted them for a while. And now you've gotten your hands on these types of food again and you're going to eat it. You have the attitude that, oh, I'm just going to give in or I've waited long enough like I might as well. Or maybe you're in a down mood and you're using this to quote unquote punish yourself and make yourself feel bad for having it. Whatever the reason is, that isn't a positive one. So from here, there are three common scenarios that can then take place. Number one, and I'll go into a bit more detail with all of them. Number one is having a loss of control. Number two is rationalization. And number three is irrational guilt. To get more specific, we're going to use the example of donuts. Let's say you love donuts, but you've assigned the title of donuts being a bad food. Quote unquote bad. We love donuts. And you've withheld from having donuts for so long and you've given in to the temptation. And when I say given in, that's in quotation marks as well. Okay. Anyway, so we've got number one. This is the scenario that can happen from you finally having that donut. The loss of control. So you're so excited that you finally had this donut that you'll probably eat it very quickly. You eat it so quickly, you eat more than you would if you had it when you originally wanted it. And you barely even taste it because you're scoffing it down. You're like, yum, 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 yum. And then next minute, it is all gone. What does this lead to? Think about it. Oh, that's right. It leads you to feel stressed and overwhelmed, upset, guilty and anxious because where did that food, that bad, that bad food go? Oh my gosh, I ate it all so quickly, didn't I? Ah, I've done it now. I fucked up. I feel so guilty for eating all of this shit food in the first place. This is bad food and I gave in. I gave in, I gave in, I gave in. I lost control because I ate too much. So now I need to restrict it again. Even though I love donuts and I could have just had a smaller portion before. It's like how I said when I recovered from binge eating, I made sure not to wait until I was absolutely starving to eat a meal because I would then eat it so fast and then feel guilty about that when I could have just eaten earlier in the day when my tummy was fucking grumbling, which was me before ignoring the cues that I was hungry because I thought I must restrict, otherwise I'm going to get big. And then I just ended up binging later because I had starved myself for so long and I overate. So that was just food in general, but this includes for these foods that you've assigned to be bad. Think about it. Think about it. When was the last time that you restricted eating some of your favorite foods for such a long time that when you had it, you pretty much had even more of the amount than you would have in that period of time if you just ate it when you wanted to at the time? I mean, I can think of so many times I would have done that before. Restricting and eating these donuts when I could have just had one when I wanted it. Instead of having triple the amount that I would have if I just ate that one donut at the time when I wanted it. You restricted for so long that you lost control when it finally got to it. Up until that moment, you're probably thinking, yep, yep, I restricted for so long that it's okay if I eat some donuts now, even though I consider it to be bad. But then once you overdo it, you then feel guilty about it again and oh, boom, the cycle happens again. You are now going to restrict eating those donuts once more. You're going to try to not lose control again, but then eventually you will have another one. And then what? Oh yeah, the cycle continues. 
Not good, is it? It's about eating everything in moderation. It's not about overindulging. It's about learning how to control the amount you eat. You are controlling yourself when you learn how to portion how much you eat. It's not controlling when you just restrict and build up all this guilt and shame. We don't want the guilt and shame. No. So scenario number two is rationalization. And this rationalization is not the healthy kind because you already have this persona that eating these types of food in this scenario, donuts, is bad. So you're going into this with no helpful sense of rationalization, okay? Just picture that, picture that. So you've gotten these donuts and you've eaten one and you're like, let's say you got a box of donuts and you bought this box of donuts feeling guilty, but at the moment you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I just want all of the donuts. I haven't had it for so long, oh my gosh. And then you, so you finish the one donut and then you're looking at the rest of the box and you're thinking, hmm, I know these aren't good foods to have, so I shouldn't leave them lying around the house. I, sh- I, might, as well, I might as well finish the box. I might as well finish the box and then not have any more donuts ever again because obviously they're not that good for you. But you know what? I shouldn't keep them lying around and then eat another one tomorrow because then I'll just be eating one every day and that's not very good, is it? So yeah, I'll just eat all of them right now. Who's done that before? I certainly have. But you know what it does? It just then leaves you feeling those guilty, shameful feelings. And on top of that, you feel full, you feel uncomfortable, and you feel stressed out because now you've led into all of these quote-unquote bad foods. But really, what you could have done in the first place is just buy that one donut and then fucking booyah. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where the real control lies? Yeah. We don't want this cycle to continue. And the last unhealthy scenario then comes to irrational guilt. In this scenario, you didn't convince yourself to eat this whole box of donuts. So you've eaten what you considered to be a controlled portion, which is great. However, you still end up feeling these feelings of guilt and shame because you've associated the word bad with these particular types of foods. So either way, it doesn't matter if you only ate that one donut because you've still considered donut to be a quote-unquote bad food. Do you see the problem here? The problem is thinking that certain foods have to be bad and therefore either way if you eat it at all you'll just feel shit. And if you don't actually like the taste of like donuts for example then fine don't eat them. No one's saying you have to eat them but whatever other substitute of something that you're probably thinking of right now hopefully that you consider to be a bad food There's not really another way to end up consuming this bad food that won't lead to feeling guilt. Unless you just never eat it and just have this mindset that there has to be bad food. For sure, if you want to eat healthy and therefore you're choosing foods that gives you more nutrients, then fuck yeah, go for it. Do that. But do it because it makes you happy and makes you feel healthy and not because you've started to make yourself feel guilty for even considering eating other certain types of foods. It all comes back to your mindset. That's what needs to be worked on. So we're breaking the cycle of only eating foods that you or society consider to be good foods to the next stage of sticking to this quote-unquote diet for a little bit, but you feel restricted. You go out and you eat some food then that's not on this good list of food. So therefore, you start to feel like you've eaten bad types of food and you start to beat yourself up for it. And then what happens after that? Think about it. That's right, yep. Then you tell yourself that you're bad for choosing this type of food. 
And then you either overeat because you've already been bad for eating this food, or then you need to punish yourself for being naughty, or you've convinced yourself that you can't have this food in the house again, or you're not going to eat it ever again, so you might as well overeat it right now. Then what happens? You recommit to not having these quote-unquote bad foods, and then the cycle continues. None of this sounds enjoyable, does it? So instead of having the mindset that you're good on a day where you don't eat certain types of food and you're bad on a day where you ate these types of foods. So instead, replace the words good and bad with effective and ineffective. And we're doing this by making conscious decisions. It may sound like I've just right clicked synonyms for good and bad, but no, that's not what we're doing here. So let's put this into another example. Let's say you go over to a friend's house and they have an entire donut board stand in their kitchen and you see it and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, and you just start eating like 10 at once. Oops. But what I mean is because it's there, you're just like, oh, okay, great, I'll grab it, I'll eat it. And then you end up eating more than you expected. You ate it really fast. Let's say you were hungry at the time and you ate that donut only in a few bites. So then you're like, what the fuck, where'd it go? And then you eat more. And maybe this donut was an absolute craving of yours because you've restricted it for so long. And now we have another scenario where... You've planned with that same friend to go and get a donut from the donut shop. You've been wanting it for a while and you're like, gosh, I love donuts. It's not a bad food. It's just a every once in a while food because I'm working towards certain goals. And eating donuts every day isn't necessarily going to get me there because I can eat more whole foods. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's not saying that I don't like donuts. It's not saying that I have to consider it the be-all, end-all food. Not at all. I just know for sure that I love donuts. And I don't want it to be part of my everyday routine of foods to eat because I'm focused on eating more healthy food. However, I love donuts. And therefore, I'm going to eat one. So you know what? You've planned this day to go get your favorite donut. You go and get it. And you can have a more conscious decision about how many donuts you get in the first place. And you've made this day trip to go and get that freaking donut. 
So when you get it, you can actually sit there, slowly eat it, and enjoy it. Scenario number one was an ineffective way of eating that food because technically you can get donuts whenever you want, but you had been restricting eating donuts because you considered it to be a bad food that you overate when it came. Whereas in the other one, you're not looking at donuts as the bitch-ass food that's going to get you fat. You're looking at it as a food that you love and you enjoy eating. However, you know, based on your own health goals, that you don't want it as part of your everyday diet. Not because you think it's a bad food, but because you're focusing more on different types of food that give you more nutrients to reach these healthy mindset type of health goals. So scenario two helps you eat what you'd like, have a good mindset about it, and effectively go and eat it. You made a conscious decision to go and get that donut versus not having seen or smelled a delicious donut in so long because you've been restricting it. And therefore, when you see it, you make an irrational, quick decision to eat more than you can chew. And then you feel bad. So one scenario pretty much has guilt and shame and unhealthy feelings versus one that doesn't. What sounds better? And so, yes, of course, to improve your health, there are certain types of foods that you should cut back on, which you can find, by the way, on these food circle diagrams. However, it's not about completely getting rid of these types of foods forever. Prioritize the healthy foods, but don't restrict yourself so hard on these not as healthy foods that when it comes to eating it, it's absolute chaos. Okay, so let's go over how to improve your relationship with food so it doesn't have to get to this chaotic stage. Let's get to it. Also, keep in mind whilst you hear these tips that these tips are focused on improving your relationship with food, not to lose weight, not to hit a certain calorie intake, just specifically to help improve your relationship with food. I repeat, these are not tips to help you lose weight. If that's your goal, great, go get that. But I'm talking in the sense of making yourself feel guilty and shameful for just trying to eat some good food. Okay, so we have to fix that mindset that food is the enemy. And that's what we're working on today with these tips. Okay? Number one, tip number one, is to shop for groceries often. Always make sure you have some sort of frozen vegetables in your freezer. I love doing that. I always have eggs in the house as well, just because, you know, it's quick and healthy and protein-based to make. But of course, if you're on plant-based as well, Maybe you can have tofu in your fridge always. I have tofu in my fridge right now and it's delicious. Have a look through the food circle and see what looks good to you. The next two tips kind of intertwine with each other. So I'm just going to add them all together pretty much, but they are separate and combined at the same time. You get me. The next tip is to get creative with your meals. So me personally, I love and enjoy cooking because I've started appreciating food and I like making healthy choices most of the time. An exciting meal to eat. So, you know what? I look through TikTok. Have a look through my Eating with Ali TikTok for TikToks on TikTok. Say TikTok again, Ali. Uh, for TikTok recipes on foods. But get creative. Start actually enjoying and appreciating what you're eating. And the tip number three that intertwines with this all is to meal plan. So that, A, you can go grocery shopping in advance and know what you're getting. So when you get to the grocery shop, you're not just then buying a bunch of snacks and all of these unnecessary things that you don't need because you're hungry when you go there, especially, and because you're unprepared and so you just buy the whole fucking store. Obviously speaking from experience at a time of my life. 
Anyways, so you meal plan. You know exactly what you're going to get when you go to the shops. You go grocery shopping when you need to. Your fridge is always prepared and stocked. However, don't be wasteful with food as well. Try and create a meal plan schedule that makes sure that you use all of your food, especially with expiry dates, by the time that it expires. And then when you're making these meal plans, make it creative. Get creative and put your own twist on it. Get excited. Get creative. Enjoy cooking and enjoy consuming this lovely home-cooked meal that you've made. Bravo. Okay, and so the next tip is to stop giving explanations for eating certain foods. The next time you want to eat that delicious donut, you don't have to provide a reason like, oh, I had a really bad day today. Like, I just I need something to make me feel better. No, cut it out. Cut it out. No more explanations for eating what you consider good or bad. Both of them. No more explanations. Just eat what you want to. And if you have certain health or body goals that you're trying to go to, you can cater for that. But that doesn't mean you have to remove certain foods. There are health influencers out there that still eat chocolate every day. You can do that too. It's just about finding moderation and a healthy balance. You can do it all. But as long as you hold these feelings of guilt to eating certain types of food, it's going to be difficult to get there, okay? So one way we can get there is to stop providing reasons for eating foods, especially the bad ones. But do it for both so you can make it indifferent for you. Okay, so the next tip is to eat when you're hungry. So yes, you feel like you overate earlier, but now a few hours later or something, whatever it is, you are hungry again. Now you have the choice to eat again because your tummy is rumbling. Or you can make yourself feel bad for eating extra earlier on. And then you force yourself to restrict. And oh, I wonder what will happen again. The shitty cycle. So just eat when you're fucking hungry, okay? Or maybe it's around breakfast time and you're only going to eat at lunch. But your tummy's rumbling. No! Don't skip meals if you're hungry. If you are hungry, eat when you're hungry so you don't have to overeat later. And you're also not associating all of these rules behind you eating that you end up having feelings of deprivation and you start fearing food. Okay, and the next step is to practice mindful eating. And there's a few sub points as to how you can do that. First of all, free all of your distractions. Practice mindfully eating. So no distractions while you eat. So no TV, no phone, no book. Rather just enjoy what you're eating. Fill your senses about what you're eating. You can also slow down and try to eat slower, chew slower, appreciate and embrace every delicious bite that you take. And even try to ask yourself some of these following questions. You might not be able to answer all of that and that's okay. Answer at your own pace. Answer to what makes you feel comfortable to answer. And write it down even. Write it in a journal so you can have a record and reflect back to all of your amazing progress in the future. Anyways, the questions are, what flavor and texture am I noticing right now? Do I enjoy it? Am I only eating it because it's available or because I really wanted it? These questions are from Healthline, by the way. Another question is, does this food hit the spot? Does it satisfy the cravings that I'm having? Hmm, good question. Another question is, has this food solved a problem like I may have thought it would? Ooh, interesting. How is this food changing my appetite? Do I notice my hunger going away? Do you? How do I emotionally feel while I eat this? Does it bring me joy, guilt, anger, or I'm going to add in shame as well? 
Because you'd know the difference between guilt and shame if you've listened to my episode. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> and another question is, was I actually hungry? If not, why did I decide to eat? Were you eating because of emotional eating, cravings or boredom? And it's okay. It's okay if you have to answer that question and say, oh my gosh, maybe I did emotionally eat. That is okay. You are finding the triggers. You're finding the root of the cause and then you're going to pull it out of the ground. Find your patterns and you can do that, especially if you're keeping this in a journal form. Do it. And our final tip is to avoid using food as a reward or a punishment. So maybe you've always thought, okay, like if I go to the gym and work out, I'll go eat this food afterwards so I can use that as a reward if I go to the gym I'll go eat that food or same the other way in other examples we've talked about today oh I've already overeaten today so I'm just going to binge eat later on today as well because I've already fucked up yeah I fucked up I might as well just keep fucking up because I'm stupid um you're not stupid but use these feelings of guilt to figure out why you're feeling this way and then work on that which is why the journal is so useful as well which I guess journal is another point on its own but because the journal will allow you to track your progress and find your triggers, which is very important because it will help you identify things that you might not have realized before. And the reason that we are trying not to use food as a reward or a punishment is to make it all indifferent. We're trying to remove this idea that there is good food and bad food. And it will help us do this if we get rid of a reward and a punishment. Welcome in all foods, have them in moderation, and enjoy eating. Feel those senses. Do you want control? Is it control that you want? Well, you can do that by rewiring your brain. And these steps are going to get you there. So to get you to a good relationship with food, these are the summarized points. Shop for groceries often. Make a meal plan. Get creative with your recipes. Stop feeling like you have to have explanations for eating foods. Eat when you're hungry, mindfully eat, and avoid using food to be a reward or a punishment. So thank you so much for listening to these tips today. I hope you practice these tips and also reflect on the information today and try to decide whether or not you have a good relationship with food or a bad one. And then you can go from there. Just like everything that we have to do to make ourselves in a happier and healthier place, it will take time and patience and consistency and effort. But the power is within you. Keep on fighting for that better version of you. Keep on fighting to get rid of that bloody eating disorder. I'm gone. But just remember that we're all a team. We're all here to support each other at the Eat With Ali family. So come join along. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for next week. I hope that you have a journal and have been writing down all of your progress because that will be amazing to see one day. I guarantee you'll be so surprised at just how different your mindset was before to how it is now and even better in the future. You will keep growing if you put in that effort and I know you got that in you. Oh, so much love for you. So thank you for listening. Keep working hard and until next week, it is time and always time to eat with Ali.